time to open up that depth chart and start to project where Boston College is at after the first week and a half of practices. All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. We here on the show would like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions do apply. So we are now nine practices in or ten practices in for the summer camp for Boston College. They only got five more before they start game prep week for Rutgers. And, you know, we've we've already bandied about a little bit about some of the names that have popped up, some of the injuries. But if practice were to stop today, what would the depth chart look like? If you were to look at what Jeff Halfley will release, who will be the starters heading into that Rutgers game? And that's going to be the exercise that we're going to play today for today's episode of, of Locked on BC. You know, looking at that depth chart, and I'm not going to give you, I'll, I'll give you the two deep on some of them. I'm not going to give them on all of them. And, you know, again, this is just some educated guesses. Some of them may be wrong, but this is where I think it's at. So let's get it kick, let's get it kicking here. Quarterback, this is the easiest one on the, on the roster. QB1 is going to be Phil Dracovic. Right now, he looks as healthy and confident as he has wearing maroon and gold. He's going to be the starter. There's no question about this. You know, the hope is he stays healthy all year and he'll be QB1 from Rutgers to Syracuse in the bowl game afterwards. Um, I, I I think he is probably in the, the best shape I've seen of him in with in terms of mentally and physically. I love what he said about staying healthy. I think he'll be QB1. Now, QB2, that's obviously going to also be Emmett Moorhead. Now, Moorhead, we talked about on yesterday's show with Mitch Wolf. Looking much more confident as well, learning the offense. Hopefully he stays at QB2 and not QB1, because I think another year of seasoning with a few, you know, scattered spot-to-spot plays in there during the season would be beneficial from the big guy from Virginia. So, quarterback, that's the easy one. That's, That's nothing that I think anyone is confused about. Now... Let's get into some more interesting ones. Let's start with halfback, which I think is easy. Also, the starter will be easy, and then we'll go from there. Starter is going to be Patrick Garwo. Ran for over 1,000 yards last year. The guy that I do not give enough respect to showed me wrong by averaging almost five yards a carry. I think he'll obviously be the starter heading into the Rutgers game. Everything's looking good for him now. Barring any unforeseen circumstance, he'll be the starter going into day one. Now, after him, you know, I think Halfley likes to list a bunch of different running backs. He, he did in years past. You know, it used to be like Alex Sinfield, Tri- Travis Levy, uh, back and forth uh, on that uh, halfback too. For this game, for this exercise, it's going to be Alex Sinfield as well. Uh, again, he's the veteran at, at running back. He'll be back there. But next to him, I expect Xavier Coleman to also be listed as one of the starting, uh, the backup running backs. And when you look at a halfback on the depth chart, it's different than a quarterback because the quarterback is one guy that plays the entire game usually. You don't really see most of the other guys on that depth chart play at quarterback. However, at halfback, you could have the starter be Patrick Garwo. You could have uh, Travis Lee, uh, you know, sorry, Xavier Coleman be out there for gadget plays. You could have um, 
Alex Sinkfield for third downs. It, does, it, it doesn't matter. I think both of them will be halfback too. It'll be an or type of thing uh, because they both will have a big role on this. And I, I expect it just to be those two, but wouldn't be surprised if someone like um, someone like Cam Barfield or Alex Broom to also make it on there as like a third guy, but they, they would, that would be a bit more of a stretch. Continuing on the wide receiver position again, two of the three starters should be all set. That would be Jaden Williams and Zay Flowers. Obviously, Zay Flowers is going to be a focal point on this offense. He'll be out there. And Jaden Williams also was a starter for most of last year. He'll be a starter again this year. The third one, I guess I'll take Halfley at his word right now and just say that Jalen Gill, uh, who is a grad student from Ohio State, three-year starter now for BC, that his injury isn't that bad. I'll take Halfley at his word here, hopefully. And Gill will be the third wide receiver. Because as we said with Mitch Wolf yesterday... You could BC doesn't run four wide receiver sets, so I'm not going to give you four wide receivers that are going to start. This one is more of for the wide receiver position, more interesting about the backups, I think, because I think there's three backups that I think will clearly be the guys to watch for coming into the summer. Sorry, I mean the fall, and that is Taji Johnson. Obvious, you know, he's a junior. He's been around for a while. It's it's his time. He's gonna he's gonna make the two deep this year. I think he'll be it. I think Lewis Bond, who we've talked about quite a bit on this podcast, who's a fresh, a redshirt freshman from Kenwood, Illinois, he to me strikes me as a guy that's going to make the two deep. And I'm going to actually go with his his roommate, Dante Reynolds, or his um, classmate from Kenwood, Illinois, Dante Reynolds. Also, now that being said, this is just the two deep. I fully expect. Dino Tomlin to probably see some time this year. You know, he's the transfer from Maryland, Mike Tomlin's kid. I also expect Joseph Griffin to get some playing time. He, you got to get him out on that field. I just don't know if he'll be out there right away or if it's going to be something that happens later on down the, down the line. Um, he's an athletic freak, according to many of the players and staff. You know, I think as a true freshman, we saw it with Jaden Williams last year. They, they threw him right out there. The big difference is that that was against Colgate. This is against Rutgers. You need to be on top of everything. Unless BC jumps out to a huge lead against Rutgers, I expect some more of the vets to kind of play that and then wait until maybe like the main game before you really get Joseph Griffin in there. But I don't. I expect him to play a big role later down the, down the road. I just don't think he'll be on the two deep right away. But, you know, sometimes Halfley likes to stuff the two deep that you see online. So maybe he'll have a whole bunch of different guys on there and just do a whole bunch of ORs. So you have like seven different wide receivers that wouldn't surprise me either. So that's been a big thing for him. Finally, tight, uh, tight ends is our next one. And this will be the last one for this segment. I think it's pretty clear. The top two are going to be George Takis from, from Notre Dame. Um, Again, a guy that we don't know a whole lot about what his upside could be because he hasn't been used a ton in terms of the passing game. He's a good run blocker and pass blocker, but, you know, that's been the the kind of the the limit of how he was used when he was with the Fighting Irish. Now that he's BC's offense, he's going to be playing a bigger role. He's talked about it. Djokovic's kind of brought it up at press conferences that he's going to be that guy. He's 6'6". He's a big dude. I, I, I like what he can bring. I think it'll be him, and I think Joey Lucchetti will also be one of the stars because I think you know you'll see some one two two sets where they have two tight ends. Lucchetti should be out there a lot because he had really good pro football focus grades last year. As little as you may have seen him or thought of him, he did some nice stuff out there, and he was big in pass blocks. So I think he's going to be play a valuable role this year, and will be some. You know, he will be. It'll probably be George Takis or Joey Lucchetti as a starter. 
because I, I know Halfley, again, loves to get those guys out there. Behind him, it'll probably be another or, because I, I'm guessing they're going to stuff this one. This is one of those positions they're going to stuff names on. And I think it'll be Spencer Witter or Jeremiah Franklin. I think those two, I think, will be on there. And Franklin has already started to blow up during spring practice, uh, summer practice, excuse me, big tight end, uh, big tight end who can catch the ball. Um, I, I've heard a lot of good things about him. I don't expect, I honestly don't think he'll play a ton. So wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't make it, but Spencer Witter definitely will be because this is like the third year or so that he's been, you know, gaining snaps and, and gaining experience with that roster. Now in a moment, we're going to go to the position that's going to give the biggest discussion on this entire episode, and that is the offensive line. You're going to want to hear my thoughts on that in just a moment. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have got you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn about the action happening today. And you can find anything on BetOnline. The college football futures are great. If you think Boston College is better than a six-and-a-half win uh, season, you can go over to BetOnline. You can bet the over on that if you're if you're a doubter, and many of you may be. You're going to head over there, too. And I've, I've, I've seen some great ones that I, I have... I have gotten involved with too. Last year it was NC State. I think it was over under at six and a half. Went over on that and that was an easy one. That was an easy win on Bet Online. So head on over to Bet Online where the game starts. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. Happy Tuesday everyone and you know if this is your first time listening to Locked On BC this is a you know this is a five days a week podcast. We're the only Boston College podcast that does it like this. You get 20 to 25 minute episodes every single day. We went a little late with Mitch yesterday, but that's okay. That goes over everything BC related. Usually a lot of football, basketball talk, but hey, I get into some of the other sports too as the season goes on. So make sure you hit that subscribe button on your podcast app or wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube. Just check us out. I think you'll enjoy us. So again, we're we're talking um, depth chart here, and we're 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 predicting out where the Boston College uh, where the Boston College depth chart will be for that Rutgers opening game on September 3rd, only three weeks away. And the first segment were a lot of, like, kind of slam dunks, in my opinion. You knew who's going to be the starting wide receivers. You knew, obviously, Phil Dracovic's going to be the starting quarterback. Now we start looking at question marks here. And we have five question marks that, bar none, are the biggest ones on the roster. And that is the offensive line. And this is this is guesswork here, folks, because... BC is juggling as we speak. Guys at guard, guys at tackle, guys at center. Everyone is getting juggled around to see what the best fit is. But I'm not just going to say, well, I don't know, so we'll just move on to the next one. That's no fun. I'm going to get into what I think would be the best, my, just what I've seen, what I've heard, would be the best computa- uh, uh, permutation of, of all these different options here. So here we go. I think Drew Kendall, cross your fingers, he's hurt right now, will be good to go. I think he should be the starting center. And behind him should be Jackson Ness. Drew Kendall is a top, as top-notch of an offensive line recruit as Boston College has landed in a long time. You know, he was the, the one of the crown jewels of that 2021 class. So 
Get him out there. Get him going. He's going to be your center. All right. Let's start with the tackles. My two tackles, and here's your first surprise. Ozzy Trapillo should absolutely be the starting left tackle. I think from what I've heard and what he's projected out to be, he's the most talented tackle you have on this roster. You put him in as the starter right now. He's younger. He's raw. Uh, or not raw, but he's you know he's not as experienced as what you had at tackle last year. But I think he he's he's going to put you in that position. He's six eight. He's absolutely enormous, and I like his potential here. I think he has a high upside. You put him at tackle, and you put him on the left side to protect Phil Jakovic's blind side. He'd be important there. On the right tackle, here's our first surprise: Kevin Klein. I think Kevin Klein should be your starting right tackle. You want the big guys out there. Trapillo 6'8", Klein 6'6". He is athletic. He's he's very physical. He's going to be, you know, he has been on the on the lips of a lot of different people over the last two years. I think it's time. He's a redshirt sophomore out of Florida. Again, I brought him up. He came to BC at like 360 pounds. He really has uh, slimmed down. I think he's down to like 315 now, and I heard it's mostly muscle. So I like him at tackle because I think when you see what I do with the other presumed tackle, I think it puts BC in the best position to win. Now, the guards. This is where the confusion starts. Finn Durstein should be your starting guard. He's, I mean, he can't play tackle. He's not, I don't think he has the size to play tackle, so you put him at guard. Next to him, or, or uh, at the other guard position, put Jack Conley there. That that would be my guess of what they're going to do. Conley struggled a lot at tackle. We've talked about this on this podcast before that, you know, he's a junior the 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 expectations or or the what he needs to do is a lot less at the guard position than at the tackle. So if they feel like he needs to to get in a position to be a better player, put him at guard. I think that would be it. Would be a win win for the roster. You get a guy that's experienced. You put him at guard. You then free up the tackle position for a guy that may be a better fit for that. Again, guesswork right now. If you hear the practice report, you've see, you heard what I've said from talking to the staff. They've said it over and over again that it's still an open competition. But we're down to the final five practices. These positions are going to start to solidify. They have to soon. But with Drew Kendall out, your center position still up for grabs. It could be Jackson Ness. It could be Dwayne Alec. But I, I'm going to say that I, I think and I hope he'll be back. At the, at the tackle position, I think... I really think it'll be Trapillo, even though that Halfley mentioned guard with Trapillo. The dude is six eight. You don't put a six eight guy at guard. You put in some of the other guys, um, and a guy that has such a, a potential at guard. I mean, at, at at tackle. So that's where I'm at. And backups, you know, Dwayne Alec, I think will be fine. Jude Bowery, I think he'll be a backup at guard. Otto Hess will probably be a backup at guard, and then at the tackle positions, you'll probably see. I mean, right now it might be like Elijah Krasnovic or, um, you know, there may be another name that I'm not thinking of, like Kevin Pine. I, I, I know everyone's asking about Kevin Pine, but I have not heard his name a lot. Um, he was a former four-star offensive lineman uh, that's, I think, into his sophomore year, uh, redshirt sophomore year. Hasn't really done much, um, but maybe he, he, he impresses. But he's not a name that I have heard much about. But now, in our final segment... We'll go to the defensive side of the ball, and I'm going to give you some thoughts and maybe one that you might be disappointed to hear about. We'll get to that in just a moment. Locked on Boston College here, AJ Black, and we are now 
uh, less than three weeks away from the game, and I am so pumped. I cannot wait to start talking about Rutgers, get into the, the nitty-gritty about the Scarlet Knights. I'm sure we'll talk to some Scarlet Knight um, writers or podcasters on our show. I know I'm going to be on with Aaron Brightman of um, the SB Nation Rutgers site. He's going to talk to me about his uh, his show on his show. And, you know, you can expect from us top-notch discussions. I'm going to probably have Eric Hofsis on again. I have Mitch on. We'll, we'll get into everything uh, detailing this game heading up to the September 3rd season opener. Now, we're on to the defensive side of the ball. On defense, when you're looking at Boston College, you you got four starters on the defensive line. Marcus Valdez will absolutely be a starter. He's been fine. Nothing. He's not like exceptional. He's fine. He does some nice things, and he's not a huge um, detriment to the play of your defense. He's a leader out there. He's been there. I feel like this is like his sixth year with BC. But he, he's he been around. He knows what he's doing. He'll be a starter at defensive end. Now, that other edge rusher, I know folks have been have, hoping for, and I've mentioned, you know, Donovan Azaraku, Nidoek Paula, Ty Clemens. I even asked Halfley about it uh, on at the press conference on Friday, and he was talking about their play. Sorry, not Halfley, um, Tem Lokabu. And I still think at the end of the day, it's going to be Sheeta Salah. And Sheeta Salah is my pick for the year to show up and 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 silence some doubters because it's been a couple years now that, you know, he's had the coach's ear in terms of like they're saying he's going to look great. He's going to be a, a difference maker. And honestly, you haven't seen it consistently out of him at that other edge position. Hearing it again this spring, you know, Halfley talked about, you know, he's finally hit that edge where he's going to be a, a a problem out there for opposing offenses. I I think it's going to be him as, as Salah as a starter, but right behind him, you're going to get probably a Salah or Donovan Azaraku. Donovan Azaraku played quite a bit last year. I think he ended up with like ten or so tackles. His pro football focus grade was not good, but he was a true freshman. He's had some time to adjust. He'll be your other starting defensive end. Now, at defensive tackle, I think it's pretty clear, the two starters. And you'll, again, Halfley likes to cycle guys in and out, keeps fresh legs out there. The two starters are going to be Boozy, Chibuzi and Wuka, who is now in his third year as a transfer out of Buffalo, and Cam Horsley. Uh, You know, I think those will be your two starters. And then you'll have Chris Banks and Isaiah Henderson behind them. And I wouldn't be surprised to hear maybe, uh, uh, you know, either uh, Nigel Tate or Quan Williams also as a potential um, depth piece going down. But right now it's going to be Cam Horsley and Chibuzi Amuka. Now, BC usually plays two linebackers, but they list three on their depth chart. You know, they go with the Mike, uh, the Sam, uh, Sam and Y, uh, weak side uh, linebacker position. And... I think the three are going to be Cam Arnold. Cam Arnold is definitely going to be in there. It's his second year as a linebacker. They've they've positioned him to be a leader out there on that linebacker unit. He'll be there. Vinny De Palma will also be out there as a linebacker on that starting depth chart. Uh, he is the leader on that defense. Now, many folks don't think he does a whole lot on that defensive side of the ball, but, you know, it's not just making plays. He is a guy that knows what's going on. He knows where he's supposed to be. He knows where other guys are supposed to be. There's value in that. And Vinny De Palma is very valuable in those kinds of situations. Those two will be starters along with Bryce Steele. Bryce Steele is a 
Uh, four-star linebacker, converted safety out of South Carolina. He was formerly a Gamecocks um, commit now with the Eagles. And he played a bunch last year. I, I've heard that, he, you know, he just talked to the media on Sun, uh, Monday. I think he's going to be a guy that gives you speed, gives you uh, ability to shrink the field like his play. I think he'll be there. And then the backups, expect for Jalen Blackwell to be there and expect for Davion Crouch. You know, two younger guys. Blackwell's a redshirt freshman uh, who's a converted safety as well. A lot of these linebackers are converted safeties. Uh, who's put on some weight. But it's a lot of muscle. Dude looks jacked. I think he'll be someone you see out there. Davion Crouch, who's a freshman who did not come to this program during the spring, he's there now. Watch out. I he he is my pick to be one of the more explosive players that Halfley has recruited on the defensive side of the ball so far. Davion Crouch, I expect him to play a bit this year. The cornerback positions, you're gonna have Josh DeBerry out there, you're gonna have CJ Burton, and you're gonna have Elijah Jones. You know, if you're going to ask me who's going to line up in the slot or play the nickel, probably going to be C.J. Burton. Uh, He did a little bit of it last year when DeBerry was hurt. But when you have Josh DeBerry out there, one of the best corners in the country, and Elijah Jones, who's done some nice things to go along with Burton, who has a lot of potential, you have to like where you're at with your cornerback position. I think those will be your starting three right there. Finally, the safety position. You know, Jaden Lars, Jaden Woodbay. I always put his middle name because that's what it was always when I when he was recruited. That's how I always got to know him. But it's Jaden Woodbay, who who has like five degrees now and like six licenses in different uh, fields. Well, he is gonna be your one of your starting safeties, and next to him, it'll be Jason Matry. Jason Matry uh, was hurt last year, converted cornerback, pushed to safety. Um. I think what you're going to see a lot with this defensive back group is is flexibility, right? I mentioned Josh DeBerry playing slot. He can also play outside. You can move him around if you need to. You can move C.J. Burton around. You can move J- Jaden Woodbay around. You can move uh, Jason Matry. All these guys have experience playing multiple different roles in the secondary. That's going to be super helpful for them. So that, that concludes your defense. Uh, expect Cam Batson probably to get into the two deep. You might see Steve Lubisher back there, uh, and, and, and Jalen Williams, uh, the the cornerback. I expect him and uh, Jalen Cheek probably to make it as the backups at cornerback as well. So those are some names you're going to want to watch for. And Amari Jackson at cornerback. So you get your names now for the defense. Now kicker, it's going to be Connor Lighton. No surprise there. Punt returner and kick returner. Here we go. Halfley has said that he's going to do it. Will he put Zay Flowers back there? I think he is. I think Zay Flowers is going to be your starting kick returner and punt returner, at least punt returner, going into the season because you you have the opportunity to win games with one guy. You know, when Devin Hester played, he could take over a game with some of the returns he made. And Zay Flowers is much more multidimensional than Hester in terms of he can do things on the offensive side and you don't want to risk that. But... If he can do it in punt special teams, too, you take that opportunity. And I think Zay Flowers is going to do that. And what that's going to also do is it's going to force bad college kickers to kick away from him every time because they're not going to want him touching that ball. So Zay Flowers will be your starting punt returner. And then punter. Here's a here's the one of the biggest uh, position battles that we have right now. Is it Sam Candotti, the freshman out of Australia, and Aussie Rules punter, or is it going to be Danny Longman? Now... Halfley has said both of them have hit booming kicks, but I've heard more buzz about uh, Candotti 
in terms of his long kicks. So I'm going to go with Sam Candotti here as the starting punter heading into the season. Danny Longman probably will be the starting place kicker, but I think Candotti will be the starting punter. And there you go. I gave you my starting uh, depth chart for BC with a few two deeps in there as well. Do you agree with me? Disagree with me? Ah, let me hear about it on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC or at Locked on BC. I love a good conversation about it. Hit me up there. And, you know, follow us on YouTube. Our YouTube channel is so close to 400 followers right now. Love to see more of you guys get on that. It's an easy way to listen and follow along with the show. There's people on there chatting about BC. Uh, just hit subscribe. If you have an account with Gmail or anything like that, you have a YouTube account, even if you don't use it. Just go to YouTube, type in Locked, in Boston, Locked On Boston College, and hit that subscribe button, and boom, you'll be all set. I'll be back tomorrow with more discussions about the uh, summer camp and previewing the upcoming season, any breaking news, and I'll, I'll get into finally Ronan Hannafin choosing Clemson over the Eagles. We'll talk a little bit more about that on Wednesday.